With us today is uh, Steve Cates, otherwise known as Dr. Sky, and uh, he's with us every Sunday morning to, to, to make us look up in the sky and see the mysteries of what's going on. Uh, Steve, what's going on this uh, weekend? Well, good morning, John, and to all the listeners of the Cats Roundtable. Here's something interesting. We begin with the sun, of course, and a special probe that we haven't heard much about. Something called the Parker Solar Probe launched toward the sun in August of 2018. Why is this important? Well, this probe has gotten within 5.7 million miles of the sun. I'm surprised, John, how it hasn't burned up. That's the great technology. But it's the fastest object that humans have ever put out into space. Because the sun's gravity is 28 times whatever we would weigh on Earth and this spacecraft, it's going about 430,000 miles an hour, which is still 0.064% the speed of light. But that's not the most important part. Most important part, it's actually gotten into one of those big CME, coronal mass ejections. And it's discovered something, which I'll share with you in a minute. But what the problem is with these CMEs is the sunspot energy hits the Earth and these CMEs hit the Earth. Economists have said, John, that if we get a really big one, the cost to our economy and the world would be $41 billion a day in damage as it would hit the grid and the, uh, all of our assets. So this is an amazing solar probe, but imagine what the damage would be of one of those CMEs if it was super strong that it's probably predicted in the future to be. Well, uh, listen, the sun is a true mystery. Uh, we're, we're not going to, uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to keep going for another billion years, give or take a hundred million, yes. which is funny. And I, in my mind, I guess my IQ is not large enough, not larger than, than uh, uh, Einstein. I, I, I can't imagine how it burns almost for perpetuality. That's incredible because every second we talk about this crazy number. Imagine if we had to pay for this fuel about 800 million tons of hydrogen a second, transforming it into maybe, oh, 760 million tons of helium. And you're right, John, that's been going on for 4 billion years. Let's keep our fingers crossed. But what happened with the Parker Solar Probe, what made this discovery as it gets in toward this coronal mass ejection interesting, is that these CMEs suck up dust from the entire solar system and kind of propel it out in the solar wind, which is totally amazing. But this is just crazy stuff. I mean, the science is just amazing. And now we come closer to home, John. We talk about Space Force. Now, let's say our nation needed to deploy a rocket very quickly. Let's say we had a reason to get an emergency rocket up there for whatever reason. Well, Space Force has done this in a record time of some 27 hours with a product that they have actually, you know, kind of contracted out called Firefly Aerospace's Alpha Rocket. So they did this from the time they put an order in to the time they actually launched this out at Vandenberg. is only 27 hours. So the project is called Invictus Knox. What does it mean in Latin? It means conquer the night. So apparently our American Space Force has the ability, if we needed to, say, have a rocket up in space for whatever emergency reason or other. I find that to be incredible because there used to be a long period of time, and we both know this, John, that a rocket, if you wanted to design it or put it up in space, this literally took months, if not years. So that's a great accomplishment, don't you think? NASA, NASA would be forever. Uh, some yeah, of the this. new private companies, I guess, have brought the time down, and, and I guess it shows you government work versus uh, uh, private uh, enterprise. 
Yes. And then we go on to something even more phenomenal. Every week we talk here, and the listeners tell us they like it, I'm sure, the mystery of the week. How about we go biblical here, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom, of course, an ancient city destroyed along the Dead Sea, a sinful city in the book of Genesis destroyed what? By fire and sulfur, as God revealed to Abraham of the coming destruction. And we know from history that Lot's wife was told not to look back, and she was turned to a pillar of salt. Well, astronomers have dug into this, John, and they think that there was this amazing fireball. It was maybe one of the reasons, like a nuclear explosion called the Jordan River Fireball. Now, this happened allegedly around 1650 B.C. So this particular explosion released tremendous amounts of sulfur and salt, and one of the indicators indicates that the Dead Sea got its salt from the after effects of this big, massive explosion. And if Lot's wife was turned to salt, well, that whole region is totally amazing in salt. So isn't that an interesting hypothesis on something from the biblical side, that it might have been some sort of small asteroid or incredibly large fireball? That, to me, is just amazing and earth-rocking, no pun intended. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, there's also something about, that I discovered uh, or read about uh, many years ago, uh, someplace in India or Pakistan, uh, yes. that uh, one of the, they, they detected that there was a nuclear explosion there uh, a few thousand years ago. Yes. And that's Have you heard about that be- Well, John, not exactly that story. I'm always honest with you in the audience, but I can yeah. just say this. When these astrophysicists and scientists describe a nuclear-type explosion, well, we only had the nuclear processes we know in the 1940s with the Trinity explosion with Oppenheimer and the rest of the scientists. So what does that tell us? That maybe, who knows, alien beings from another world have the technology or had this technology and that they, we can't discount that maybe in a nuclear type device was actually exploded on this earth long time ago and maybe not necessarily humankind uh, created it that's also another plausibility as what we expand Absolutely. our minds and keep our minds open 
That's Keep amazing. our minds open. I really believe, uh, I, I, we, we, I've told you this story many, many times when I was on the airplane mm -hmm. with one of our uh, archbishops, and I said to him yes. about life on other planets, and his uh, answer was, what makes you think that God only spread his seeds on this planet? Exactly, John. In the universe, if we look at just the galaxy alone, our Milky Way, with maybe 100 trillion stars, let's take a billion of those 100 trillion that are Earth-like in the sense that have a sun or potential planets like this. I'm with you. I think that the universe is teeming with life. We just have to prove it. And finally, we just go on to remind people of the live sky. Here's what you can see this week very briefly. In the morning sky, Venus is that brilliant object just before sunrise in the east. You can't miss it. It's that bright. And we find that, John, this coming week, we have the beautiful, the last of the supermoons. We have this beautiful super harvest moon on the 29th. And I'm hoping that the Bennu spacecraft capsule has already returned to Earth with those samples that were supposed to have landed over the weekend in the Utah desert. Amazing material from an asteroid. And we also think that life may have come from the stars, at least this scientifically, in a process called panspermia. But this material off an asteroid, we may find out that there's seeds of life. And that's what many people believe. Always check us out where? At wabcradio.com for the Dr. Sky experience. And always a privilege and honor, John, to be with you and the audience on this Sunday and every Sunday on the Cats Roundtable. Steve Cates, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Look forward to our discussions and God bless you and God bless America. Thank you, John.